Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, hi, and welcome to a Bullet Points episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and in this mini-show, I wanted to talk about something that I have seen seeping into the beauty space for quite a while now, and that's this idea of beauty and self-care being one and the same. This idea that your beauty ritual, or even the beauty products you surround yourself with, is also your self-care ritual. And that that self-care ritual can positively impact your mental health. So, yeah, it's a big topic. So beauty in this context is quite literally the application or use of products within the beauty category. So think lotions, creams, tonics, oils, scents, sprays, tinctures, masks, tools, even makeup to achieve a specific result. And a rather nice add-on to this category is that in many cases, this process is really pleasurable. It feels good and makes one feel that they are doing something positive, nice and pampering for themselves, there is undoubtedly a little bit of a high from using these products. But what I'm seeing more and more of is a move in beauty towards a more holistic approach. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But these ideas of beauty and wellness almost merging and then straying into the territory of alternative medicine are where things get a little bit murky, because ultimately the suggestion is that you don't need help from a mental health professional or an appropriate prescription, but that you just need some essential oils, a nice soak in the bath and some crystals and everything will be okay. And this is why I think it's dangerous. So taking a step back, if you look up self-care in the dictionary, it comes back with two definitions. The first, self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. And also, the second definition, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Let me just repeat those. The first one, self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. And then self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. So self-care is in fact a very real and serious practice that supports your physical, mental and emotional health. And if you go onto the World Health Organization, the WHO website, they offer some definitions of self-care. 
And they do say self-care is a broad concept which also encompasses hygiene, both general and personal, nutrition, the type and quality of food eaten, lifestyle, the sporting activities and leisure activities you choose, environmental factors such as your living conditions and social habits, socioeconomic factors, income level and cultural beliefs, for example, and self-medication. And the fundamental principles for self-care include aspects of the individual, for example, self-reliance, empowerment, autonomy, personal responsibility, self-efficacy, as well as the greater community, so community participation, community involvement, community empowerment. There's a chance that you discovered my podcast because you searched for beauty podcasts, and for context, I've been a beauty writer for nearly 20 years. I have seen trends come, and I have seen them go. I've also seen them come back again. I've also seen them leave again. But this idea of beauty as self-care has really made me sit up and take notice. Let's just remember that WHO definition says not a thing about pampering. It's not to beauty, it's hygiene. I'm not suggesting this idea of beauty having a positive impact on how you feel is entirely new, but it definitely feels as though it has mutated and it has been able to get far greater purchase in our consciousness than ever before, not least because of the pandemic and people adapting to a new normal, but also because talk of mental health is far less taboo than it used to be. And what better way to sell more products than to hitch your wagon to something that one in four people around the world suffer with? mental health issues. Now I'm sure that it's more than one in four right now, given everything that we are all experiencing. So even though it might be a suggestion, the fact is that the messaging coming from the beauty industry is that your beauty products and regime can improve your mental health. And this comes at a time, as I mentioned, when we're far more comfortable talking about things like depression and anxiety than we have ever been before. But it does beg the question, it does make me wonder, if this destigmatization of mental health issues has had an unintended consequence in that we're seeing a real medicalization of normal emotions. People can't just be worried about things, they have to have anxiety. They can't be miserable, they self-diagnose as depressed. I chatted to a friend of the show, Nadine Baggett, about this, and she's been a journalist for over 30 years, so she has seen these trends come and go back and forth many, many times. And she agreed about the current trend, saying, we're in a place where feeling sad is expressed as feeling depressed. Feeling stressed is self-diagnosed as anxiety. We are very quick to label totally normal emotions as a medical catastrophe. We need to accept that life is tough and hard, and that's normal. It's not all pretty filters, makeup and parties, and it's particularly hard right now. So I went to my inbox and I typed in self-care to see what came up. Now, bear in mind, on a daily basis, I receive lots of press releases from brands pitching their products, treatments and services. And I wanted to share with you some snippets and why this has been germinating for a while, while this sort of worry in my mind has been germinating for a little while. So here's some snippets. So the first one, with Valentine's <laughs> with a slightly different Valentine's Day on the horizon this year, we think it's important to be able to treat ourselves and truly take some time for self-care. Here are our top picks. And then it went on to list a load of products. Another one read, and they were very pleased about this, search for candles and bath are up over 100% online versus last year. Extra large candles have become a customer favorite. Calm is our best-selling scent. Another one read, and this one was for a new bust firming gel, designed to give you a moment of self-care for an area that is often forgotten in the beauty regime. And then finally, although there are very many more, when all else fails to relax us during a global pandemic, we revert back to the original self-care ritual, the humble bath. I really want to call bullshit on this, but I think it's prudent to be more eloquent to communicate the importance of what I'm trying to say here. 
It could just be as innocent as a misunderstanding of what self-care really is and what it's supposed to do. And it's been adopted by the beauty industry to add a little bit more legitimacy to the concept of me time. We all remember that, right? Running a bath and lighting some candles because you would like a bit of me time after a difficult week might be easy to dismiss. But creating a ritual around that bath, the cocktail of oils, candles, salts, etc. Because something you have to do becomes something you have to do as a self-care essential. It's, to go back to that definition on the WHO website, an act of preserving and or protecting one's health, which is far more serious and far more legitimate than a little bit of me time. I have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past. Long-time listeners will know I have been incredibly open about all of this. And I can tell you categorically that when I think about the things I did, the changes I made, and how hard it was to claw my way out of that darkness... And it was. I do not think about candles. I do not think about crystals. I do not think about baths or oils or massage. I think about therapy. I think about confronting the really difficult stuff. I think about asking myself really hard questions about who I want to be and what I want in life. I think about severing ties with toxic people and fostering bonds with supportive positive ones. And perhaps most importantly, I think about how important it was to take accountability for where I was to stop blaming other people for my circumstances and commit to take ownership for the change I wanted to create in my own life. Now, what I've never really spoken about before is the period of time when I was struggling and didn't know it. I was dealing with mental health issues. I was probably in the milder stages of my depression and anxiety that then amplified. But during those times, I tried a bit of Reiki. I bought a couple of crystals. I lit a bit of incense and I dabbled in a bit of tarot. And I got nothing from them. If anything, they allowed me to bury my head in the sand and hide from my problems, as well as live in a state of denial when actually what I needed was an intervention from a mental health professional. I did this when I was depressed, before I received a formal diagnosis, and also I was in the early stages of my recovery. And I did this because I didn't know better. We're all learning every single day, and there's no harm in making mistakes. But honestly, I think the deeper reason I did it, at a time when I was still very vulnerable is because deep down I wanted it to be that easy. I wanted a few easily bought beauty products, crystals and sessions with a slightly spiritual guru to be all it took to wake up in the morning and not feel terrified by the day ahead of me. But what I don't want to do either is take these things away from people because I've already said at the top of the show you do get a high from them. These products in the beauty category space, whether it's a crystal tool or a, a particular cream, a bath, an oil, whatever... I don't want to take any of those things away from people who do find value in them. I have friends who charge their crystals by moonlight, who have a standing psychic reading every month, and who, when times get tough, will deploy all manner of things to help them manage, and all manner of things that I would personally look at and not see any value in, but that doesn't mean there isn't value in them. Here's the thing. If it makes you feel good and or better, then I will never stand in your way. I just worry that the current messaging is misleading. And I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again, and it's a little bit stolen from RuPaul, but I will never steer you wrong, not for no goddamn podcast. I would hate for anyone listening to this to think that the solution to their problems is a scented candle, and that if it isn't, it's somehow their fault. My very clever friend and forensic beauty journalist, Claire Coleman, friend of the show, shared her thoughts on this with me, saying, Beauty needs to stay in its lane. For far too long, we've had brands over-promising on what beauty can deliver, and I think the shift towards wellness is an extension of that, and a dangerous one. 
I have nothing against wellness per se. I like the idea of a holistic approach to beauty, where holistic means considering everything from exercise and diet to the creams that you put on your face. My concern is that the overlapping of beauty and alternative medicine is particularly an, is a particularly appealing solution to people with mental health issues. We have to bear in mind that all this is happening against a backdrop of the medicalization of normality. It's normal to be worried in uncertain times. We don't have to label it anxiety and treat it. The combination of this and the suggestion that a few crystals and an essential oil can help you center yourself means we run the risk of genuine mental health issues being overlooked and people who really need help not getting the help that they need. It's cynical and the industry needs to be better. So going back to that who definition, if self-care is about self-reliance, empowerment, autonomy, personal responsibility and self-efficacy, then I think what we have to ask ourselves is, is the thing I'm doing for self-care strengthening any of those things? If you get out of the bath having soaked in an empowerment bath bomb and you feel emotionally and mentally better equipped to deal with your bills, the limitations and inconveniences of lockdown, manage your professional and personal relationships, then great. Chances are you were just having an off day. But if you don't, and you end up feeling worse about yourself because it hasn't worked, then something that's irresponsibly been marketed as care starts to look a lot more like it's causing harm. I love my industry and I adore the people within it, but I feel beholden to point this out and I feel it's important to speak up and say this to you, my most excellent listeners, because, and I know I've said this before, but I will say it again, I really care about you. Please believe I give a damn. I only want to provide responsible and helpful information, which is why you'll always hear me ask for stats, data, evidence of any claims made on this show. And I'll only speak to people on this podcast who I believe have your best interests at heart too, and are sharing with you expertise and insights and information that will add value to your life and well-being. I also know from the messages that I'm receiving and the conversations that are happening in the Facebook group that it's a really tough time right now. We know that people's mental health is being affected by everything that's going on. We know that more people are experiencing depression, more people are struggling with anxiety, and it's a very real problem that needs to be handled and treated responsibly. And look, I will be really honest with you, today's episode wasn't going to be about this. It was going to be about something completely different, but after chatting this through with some friends and kind of really fleshing out the idea. I just felt like I had to say this, but this is the tip of the iceberg. This is the beginning of a conversation that I want to have on the podcast with more experts because I do think it's worth exploring because I think understanding the concept of self-care, where beauty can come into it, the good sources, the right way to do it. I do think it's all got a little bit confused and it can be misleading. And one thing I would never intentionally do on this podcast is mislead you. So, It is a little bit of a commitment to you that I'm going to get more guests on the show to really talk about this, the concept of self-care, how we can really manage our mental health and whether there are any benefits and a lot of the claims that you might be seeing made against your beauty products or the things that you might buy in the beauty space right now. I would be so interested to know what you think about this topic, whether you agree, whether you strongly disagree. That's all right too. I um, I invite conversation, I invite debate. If you disagree with me, then please do let me know. I'd be very interested to hear. If you agree with me, then I'd be interested to hear that too. So why not? Let's have a conversation in the Facebook group. The link to join the Facebook group is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. 
You can also DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns, or you can email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I really felt this was an important episode to flag up. I felt it was appropriate for bullet points, but hopefully this is the beginning of a much wider conversation about this. And we can get some people on the show, maybe Claire Coleman, maybe Nadine Baggett, who will be able to share more insights from their perspectives, which are very different from mine. Thank you so much for listening. As ever, my DMs are always open. My inbox is always open if you are struggling with your mental health. And I will put the links to some really helpful mental health resources in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.